Welcome to the Out of the Deep End Podcast, where it is my mission to help you to get out and keep yourself out of that proverbial deep end. I am Dr. J.C. Byrne. Give me just a few minutes and we'll see you together. We can't make a difference. On our show today, we will explore New Year's resolutions, why they fail, and how you can guarantee success in achieving your goals. It's a popular question this time of year, isn't it? Why do we fail at our New Year's resolutions? Well, something interesting seems to be occurring. Um, An article in People Magazine, it's not a scientific, it's not a a research or peer-reviewed journal, I realize, but I do like the survey and I do like the findings that they present. They asked 2,000 nationally representative Americans about their plans for the new year in light of the stress from 2020 um, overall the last couple of years. And they found that 71% say they are going to just be focusing on life skills or practical goals. In fact, they say, or they found, that most people say they aren't focused on those traditional goals, such as going to the gym and losing weight. Rather, they have said that, well, we have something that we feel is more important, such as saving money for the future. That's 62%. Or maybe learning a new skill. And 50% said this. They say that maybe we're just going to have a better budget. And 49% said we're going to pay down a debt. So we have this movement away from the traditional resolutions, and we're going to focus more on experiences like spending more time with our family or possibly traveling more. I like that 58% of the respondents says that their resolution is simply going to be to have a more positive outlook on life. It's certainly something that we all could have at this time. Instead of resolutions, people say they are going to focus on intentions, and they're not even going to set themselves a harsh deadline. Rather, they're just going to pursue their goal, and they're going to check in with themselves from time to time. And in fact, that is a a very wise thing to do, which we will talk about here in a minute. But just for fun, Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the more traditional New Year's resolutions. What kind of resolutions do people make at this time of the year? Well, if we look at familyeducation.com and their top 10 resolutions for families, they say, number one, get unplugged, right? Turn off the TV, put your phones away, your iPads, your AirPods, whatever it may be but spend time together. Number two, eat well. And that's probably a very popular one on any New Year's resolutions list. Three, exercise. Four, read. And then they add an exclamation point, right? How important is it for us to expand our mind by reading what other people have to say? Five, do chores. Well, for families, that's probably very important, not just for adults, but really for the children as well. Six, Be good to others. Love it. 
Seven, get more sleep. And we're going to see that one is also always in the top 10 of, of many, many different um, lists that we find for New Year's resolutions. Eight, save money. Nine, live green. And then 10, have more dates. So for parents, it's important that you take time for yourself to nurture your relationship. And then as you grow together, you have more to give back to your family. Another top 10 list that I like from Herzing University, top 10 New Year's resolutions for students. One, create a better work-life balance. How important is that? Like, even if we're not students, how much do we focus on our work? How much do we focus on our personal life? How much do we focus on having fun? How much do we focus on um, our health and nutrition? Well, we find ourselves, I lived in Southern California for 22 years, and we often found ourselves, we're so caught up in work, we're so caught up in traffic, just getting to work for those poor souls who have to fight traffic every day for an hour and a half, two hours. It's so important that they step back, they find a way to focus then upon their personal life and those things that matter. Balance. Number two, practice healthy habits. Three, get more sleep. There it is again. Four, limit coffee intake. And we can report how the stress, the anxiety that caffeine will actually create. So limiting our coffee intake can actually help us to be happier and, and be healthier. Right? Not saying that coffee is all bad, but certainly in moderation. Five, attend a networking event. That's great for students, but it's also very good for us as well. Maybe outside of work, networking with a church, with a club, with an event. Six, find a job or internship opportunity. Seven, don't procrastinate. All right, even for adults, anything, we put it off, we put it off, and I love it. Like I taught high school for more than 20 years, and students always said, well, I do my best work, right, the night before it's due. And I can tell you, yeah, I, I guess that we do have increased motivation, right, the night when something is due. But I can also tell you that I did my writing training at Stanford University in a very, very good um, novel writing program. And my first draft was never, ever my best draft. In fact, it took many, many drafts for me to polish and create something that I was actually proud of. So procrastination does not give you the time to draft and redraft. So anything we're going to do in life, give yourself a chance to redo it and make it better. Eight, focus on learning instead of just grades. Nine, study better. And I can, I'll do a whole show on how to study better for students. 10, communicate effectively. All right. So those are some really good top 10 um, for students, for families. If we talk about everyday person, we'll, we'll see some of those things on the list. We'll see practicing healthier habits. We'll see quit smoking for those people that smoke, cutting your stress, saving money, going back to school, cutting back on alcohol, just like caffeine, and then always on that list again, get more sleep. So if we want to choose a New Year's resolution that we can actually keep 
and that we can actually achieve. How do we go about doing this? Because we know that, you know, we say that half 50% of those who actually um, have a New Year's resolution do not achieve that. Only 40% are still trying to pursue that New Year's resolution or that goal after six months. So how do we go about making a New Year's resolution that we can create, that will work for us, that we can pursue, and that we can actually achieve? Well, the first thing I say is you have to examine your goal, examine your New Year's resolution. Is it something that you actually want to do? Or is it something that somebody else wants you to do? Maybe it's a husband, it's a wife, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's peers, maybe it's just societal pressure. And you say, well, yeah, I really need to do this, or I really want to do this. But the question is, is it something that you want to do? Because ultimately, peer pressure or societal pressure only takes us so far. Sometimes it can be a good way to really, you know, give us a kick in the pants and get us going, but it's not going to see us through to the end. The second question, how realistic is your goal? Can you actually achieve your goal? Or can you achieve it in a timely manner to where it feels like you're making progress towards that goal? Right? Like someone can say, I want to lose 100 pounds. And that's, that's a lot of weight to lose. And I'm not saying at all that that's not realistic, but there might be a better way of going about it. Say, you know what? I'm going to lose 10 pounds at a time. Then I'm breaking up my goal and it, it doesn't seem so realistic. I'm going to climb Mount Everest. Well, there's only a very small percentage of people that can actually achieve that goal. So is your goal actually something that you can achieve? And be honest with yourself. Does it actually improve your life in some way? There are many goals that we can set that don't do anything to help us to live a happier and healthier life. Maybe it's a, an item on your bucket list, which is that's great. Go ahead, achieve it, put all your energy in it, go and do it. But I wouldn't say that every resolution, every goal that you have needs to be a bucket list, certainly not pursuing more than one of them at a time. All right. So if we're going to set a goal, there's a couple things that I'd like to talk about that will help us to reach those goals. Right. The first one is what we call SMART goals. Goals should be SMART. And that's an acronym. It stands for be specific. Make sure your goal is measurable, achievable, relevant, and then time bound. So specific goals, what is it exactly that you want to do? And if you can put a number on it, if you can put a time on it, some kind of a measurement, then you are being specific. An athlete might say, I want to make 65% of my free throws, right? Or maybe 80%. A good free throw shooter would be more like 80%, but maybe they're not so good. So I want to make 65% of my free throws, right? And so every, out of every 10, I'm gonna make six or seven of my free throws. That is a very specific goal. I want to lose 20 pounds. So if it's specific, it's probably also then going to be measurable because you will already have some kind of quantification attached to that goal. Is it actually achievable? 
And like I said earlier, if you're going to say, I need to lose 100 pounds, what a great goal. But if it's a smart goal, I would say, well, let's cut it down. Let's do 10 pounds at a time. Or maybe let's do 20 pounds, but we will have sub goals of five pounds every time we achieve that, then we will have a celebration and a reward. So we'll have 5, 10, 15, and then 20 pounds. And then once we achieve that 20 pounds, then we can look at the next 20 pounds. Because, or thinking in terms of 20 pounds or 5 pounds at a time is a lot easier than trying to say, I need to lose 100 pounds. Because people, we have to ask ourselves, how long did it take us to actually gain 100 pounds? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes months and months in order to gain that much weight. So realistically, we have to understand that it's going to take us that long to lose that amount of weight as well. You can't healthy, right? Be healthy and lose 100 pounds in a couple months, even six months, right? But if you say, I'm going to lose five pounds this month, that is something that is achievable because you can do it in a very healthy way. Is your goal relevant? Is it something that you actually need to do, right? Like we said before, is it going to improve your life in some way? Or is it going to help you at work? Is it going to help you to meet new people? So the more relevant that your goal is, the more likely it is going to be something that you are interested enough and have enough energy to actually to pursue, And then finally, your goal needs to be time-bound. You need to give yourself some kind of a limit. I am going to achieve this by such and such time. And again, you want to make sure that that time goal is actually achievable, right? If I ask my students in in high school at the university, right, what is your goal? I'm going to make a million dollars. Oh, that's a great goal. When? And then their eyes kind of gloss over, well, Um, By the time I'm 30. Okay, that's great. So you're going to give yourself, if you're a high school senior, you're going to give yourself about 12 years to make your first million dollars, right? That might be achievable. But then I would also say to them, okay, now let's break it down. What do you need to do in order to get to that million dollars, right? Why don't we we look at your first $100,000? What degree in college do you need? What certificate? What kind of skills do you need to do? If you're not going to go to college, okay, then what are you going to do? You're going to have to be able to do something that warrants you getting paid enough money to make a million dollars. But in the SMART goals, you want to have a time limit that you can actually achieve that goal and that is something that's not going to be too discouraging if it's taking too long, that's when people tend to drop out. So you ask yourself or you state for yourself, my goal is to do something by such and such time. And that is a SMART goal. Now, there is an article that was published in the Harvard Women's Health Watch in January of 2021. So the very beginning of this year, looking back to last year. And I like what Dr. Beth Freights, she is an assistant professor of physical medicine and rehabilitation at the Harvard Medical School. She says, this is how I approach talking about goals with my clients. And she says, I ask them to follow the COACH method, C-O-A-C-H. And again, it's an acronym and it stands for curiosity, openness, appreciation, 
compassion, and honesty. So what Dr. Beth Freitz is saying is when we have curiosity, right, she's saying our brain loves novelty. So we have to do something that we find interesting, something that makes us curious. And we have to do some research ourselves to figure out, well, what is it that I am curious about? What is it that I enjoy doing? And then that is what I'm going to focus on. I will be more likely to achieve a goal if it is interesting to me. The O for openness, be open and honest with yourself. Be willing to try something new, but you have to be willing to be honest with yourself. Is this something that I want to do enough that I can actually do that I can achieve? The A for appreciation means to commend yourself. Appreciate when you reach your goals and appreciate when you even reach small steps that are taking you towards your goal. Right. There is a quote that I, I remember from, I read it somewhere in high school or college, and it said basically, it is not your perfection that matters, rather it is your direction that matters. And I, I love this concept. None of us are perfect, none of us are ever going to be perfect, but I want to make sure that I am always heading towards that perfection, towards that person that I want to be. And if I am heading in the right direction, then my, per my perfection is not so important because my direction is taking me the, the, the way that I need to go. All right, so no matter how small each success is, you need to appreciate it and then you need to be able to reward yourself for making those small steps towards your goal. All right, so the C, the second C in coach is compassion. And specifically, compassion for yourself. Realize that there are some things that you just don't enjoy doing, and you have to have compassion for yourself and the ability to say, you know what, this is not my goal, All right? And like, let's say, and she talks about in her article, uh, Dr. Beth Freight saying, well, maybe you, you set a goal that I'm going to run outside. Well, Running outside is something that's very good for you, and many people really enjoy it, but there are some people that just don't enjoy running outside at all, and maybe there's another kind of exercise that they can do that they would actually enjoy more, maybe swimming or playing tennis or do playing golf, right? So you want to have compassion for yourself and choose a goal that you are more likely to actually want to do and be able to do. All right, then finally, the H in coach is honesty. Make your goals achievable. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's just like we see in our SMART goal. Is it achievable? So choose a goal that you can actually set yourself up for success by pursuing. Okay, so something else I want to just mention is the importance of, of tools. And there are very many good electronic tools that we have available now. We have Fitbit watches, we have Apple watches, we have Garmin watches, and these things can help us um, measure our steps, how many stairs we've climbed, our sleep patterns. We can track calories, water intake, heartbeats, respiration, stress levels, and they're very easy to integrate with your phone, and then you can kind of have some kind of a measure to see how are you doing. So anything that you're going to do health-wise, 
I highly recommend that you get one of these um, assistants, one of these watches or one of these um, bracelets and see if you can incorporate it somehow into whatever goal it is that you decide to, to set for yourself. I wish each and every one of you all the best success as you decide what your New Year's resolution is going to be and as you take the steps that you need to take to actually achieve those. Please share with me some of your success stories. This is Dr. J.C. Burnham in the Out of the Deep End Podcast. Have a blessed rest of your day.